G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Another test hundred for Ian Yes, nine wickets. What a wonderful performance for Richard Hadley. Well, it's 11.44 and it's just time for us to have a recollection or two from uh, perhaps the commentary box or on the playing field. Uh, we'll continue to use the segment as time goes on, but, but to, particularly in this quiet time, this lockdown time, it's it's good time to reminisce, John, uh, I feel. And uh, yeah, uh, you, it was a good one uh, at Eden Park, a really, really good one. Uh, <laughs> Smithy, the greatest sporting event I've been to in my lifetime. I was so lucky to be absolutely enjoying it with a lot of other New Zealanders at Eden Park that night. You were in the commentary box like we just heard then. You called it. What were the scenes like in the commentary box? What was the emotions like building up to that incredible moment? Well, it's interesting, actually. You know, it's one of those times that you look back and you think, oh, I commentate a lot of sport. But those those ones uh, that stick in your, your brain and you continue to remember day after day, uh, and every time I hear it I hear on SENZ, uh, that little that little clip we play it as part of our promos and a couple of ads, etc. of Grand Elliot hitting that six, it always uh, brings it back to me, the scenes. Now, I, I remember it was a, a long day and night because, of course, uh, it was rain-affected, that game. South Africa were flying along, and we were in trouble there. They had us at, a, at, at their mercy, really. Um, and it, it, uh, Miller came in and smashed 49 in no time at all. Uh, they put together a great, uh, Faf Duplessis, I think, was there. They put together a great score. Uh, and in the end, uh, because of the Duckworth-Lewis uh, system, the calculation, uh, we had to get go get 298 off 43, which was a pretty forlorn sort of an effort. And of course, being a, a part of the 1992 team that uh, stumbled at the semi-final stage at Eden Park, I thought, uh, here we all uh, over again, here we go. So um, we entered into it. I wasn't doing the initial uh, commentary stint in our run chase. So I was... If you set it up at Eden Park, you're upstairs, right? And, and as you look at the cricket pitch, you're on f- level five. Your commentary box is on level five. And it's right next to uh, the cameras who are looking down the ground to those beautiful shots you see straight down the ground of the bowlers and the line and the length, etc. On one side, there's a viewing area there off to the side as well that you can go and, and sit and watch outside the commentary box. So you, and that way it's open air, so you can get the atmosphere. On the other side is the actual corporate box of New Zealand cricket. And in there are the, the dignitaries. And, and, you know, when it comes to a World Cup semi-final, you certainly get some dignitaries come out of the woodwork. They're sitting in those plush seats, along with family and friends of the players. So that's the scene up there as you're looking down. When we started that run chase, guess who came out? You know, a hero in, in the mornings here with Izzy Baz came out and he blasted it. And right from the word go, right from the first over, we were on a high. 
Uh, Eden Park uh, thought, I think they all thought, yeah, 298 and 43 overs. Uh, we'll give it a go. We'll give it a brave chance. Bears will slog a few and we'll get going. You know, we might not get them. Um, you kind of sense that was the atmosphere around the ground. And then Brendan McCullum lit the place up. It was unbelievable. I remember sitting next to Shane Warne. Uh, I'm going to name drop a wee bit here in, in this little story. I was sitting next to Shane Warne. He said, I don't believe this. I cannot believe that this guy is taking Dale Stain apart like this early on in the piece. Uh, he was hitting them over extra cover for six and down the ground in, in a partnership. Uh, you know, that, that really got us rocking and rolling early on. And I think the crowd just into it. Of course, you know, it's, it's nighttime at Eden Park. You've got a few bevies on board and the atmosphere starts to build. There's a bit of a buzz uh, underneath the commentary boxes. That, yeah, where the, also where the rich and famous are, the corporate areas where they sit with those glorious seats and they stand around in that beautiful bar area there. And, and you just get the buzz coming up into that viewing area. Uh, and then, of course, uh, you know, as, as endings uh, come and go, you know, people get out, people come in and try and they miss out. And then you get another good partnerships. Corey Anderson came out and played very well. We got to that last over, and, and commentary rosters are done randomly, really. They are. And I just, you know, it was my gig to do the last six or seven overs of that game. And when we got to the last over, of course, Daniel Vittori uh, was, was out there with Grant Elliott. Now, if you, you're looking at balanced guys, level-headed guys, you've probably got the two in that particular squad, the two most balanced, level-headed players for the big occasion uh, that you want. And they are, um, you know, they're the ones that are going to think things through. They're not going to panic. But at the other end, you've got probably one of the most rated fast bowlers in the world, certainly in the history of South African cricket, Dale Stain, coming at you. Uh, and then you've got this, this field set. You've always got scoreboard pressure, who I regard as the 12th fielder in any team. When you're chasing a total, you've got scoreboard pressure. He's up there staring you in the face saying, come get me. Uh, and that is always the common denominator, you don't know how people are going to be able to deal with. And we got to the situation, and then um, we were always under pressure. Vittori worked, worked that beautiful four uh, down to uh, the third man, just fine enough to go down to the boundary at Eden Park. Small boundaries, but hey, we've known that since the year dot. Uh, but he used the, the dimensions really well. And we got to this point where I've got Graham Smith uh, commentating alongside me. Now, Graham Smith, fantastic cricketer for South Africa, great leader. Uh, he's right next to me, and on his left... Uh, down the far end is Michael Atherton, who's, uh, of course, with England. England had a terrible 2015 World Cup, so his hopes had been dead and buried for quite some time. So he's always Mr. Neutral, always Mr. Considered, Mr. Cambridge University educated sort of toff. Uh, so he, you know, he, he's cool, um, but he's, he's not living it like we, Graham Smith and I, the two Smiths, are living it. Um, so the, the, the closer we got, uh, we got to the scenario where Graham Smith was confident one ball, I was confident the next ball. He was confident the next ball. He backed Dale Stane the whole way through. I didn't really quite know. Um, I knew the balance and, and the level-headedness of these players, but did I know that um, with New Zealand's history, uh, we were going to find a, a, a bit of magic uh, to get through to the final? Uh, and, and at the same time, South Africa had never made a World Cup final themselves and still haven't. Uh, and so that was their, that was their big uh, monkey they were trying to get off their back, so to speak. So he'd been through it, Graham Smith, and he'd been living it from that perspective. And then Grant Elliott <clears throat> hit that thing. He got one right in the slot, and you could see him pick out uh, areas that he could do the damage with the big shot. And, of course, everyone's favourite area uh, is over Cal Corner if you get it there, and that's exactly where it went. And that's the same spot, almost the same seat, where Kane Williamson had uh, a week or so earlier done the same thing to knock Australia over. And it was, you know, it was, there was a bit of an irony about that. 
But as we called it, you could hear um, in my commentary, I, I went turned into a, a ranting maniac there for a while. But that was just was out and out excitement, out and out excitement, and that differed from um, the World Cup in, in uh, at Lords because that whilst there was excitement, we didn't win, uh, and so you had to keep more balanced about that sort of thing. Um, this one, we won this game, and it just blew me. It just absolutely blew me away. But I I fed off what I could see out the window. Um, I could see out the window, arms raised. I could see the whole stadium on their feet. I, I could see to the left of me um, in the New Zealand corporate uh, cricket box there, um, I could see the officials, what it meant to them, the people that had organised the tournament to put it together. I could see the families embracing, everyone hugging and kissing. I mean, grown man kissing. It was just great, just absolutely fantastic. Beer cups were getting thrown in the air from down below. In those areas where you're supposed to behave yourself, people, it was just absolute mayhem. And then around the ground, you just kept looking at this wave of and, and this fantastic scenario through the effects uh, in my um, headphones. I could, I could hear the noise as well coming through. It was impossible to miss. Then you look out the window and you're still, because the people at home, uh, they can't experience that. The ones you're catering for on television, they can't experience that. They're not there. So you now have to describe what you can see on television. If you start describing things people can't see, they get really frustrated. That is one of the arts of commentary. So you go back to what you see on the screen, and then you see Dale Stain on his hands and knees, one of the great fastballs. You see uh, people helping each other up. You see you know, these big, tough South African guys brought to tears, and then you see uh, the humbleness of Grant Elliott trying to help people up. Daniel Vittoria, it takes a lot to get him excited. There's a smile on his face, and the New Zealanders running out. Uh, it was just... It was just fantastic to, um, to relive. Uh, and so for that moment, um, no problem for me. Uh, one of my most special moments in commentary, John, um, not so much for the end result, but for the atmosphere and the beauty of Eden Park. Been there so often, seen some great moments. Certainly, clearly, number one. Yeah, mate. Oh, I was in the crowd, and yeah, I never hugged and kissed so many strangers in my life. It was one of the greatest <laughs> moments of my life. And um, yes, a spinning a yarn with Smithy. Get your texts in now, and what do you want us to spin a yarn with next week? Um, we've had lots of suggestions already. I think your century at Eden Park, Smithy, has been one of them. Uh, um, but lots of lots of suggestions. We'd love to take them. Uh, we've got Mark Staffy right. next. Uh, Smithy. Yep. Okay. That hundred was boring as batshit. We'll, we'll get on to Staffy. That hundred, absolute fluke, like winning cricketing lotto. Let's get to Staffy shortly. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely, and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call thirteen twenty one ninety one.